Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. When I pull up my own sad memory of my own past, that concept is almost what killed my marriage. I'll just give you my version of what happened and then what I did to fix it, and you can work to apply it yourself. When I, I didn't realize this, but, uh, uh, and I didn't know that most men do this. When we get married, we often bring a template or a cookie cutter of what we would like our wife to be like and what uh, things we hope she'll add to our lives. In my case, I, I married a woman knowing at the time that she was different from my mom and wanting to marry a woman that was different from my mom. But I didn't know how to value those differences. My mother is a farm girl from Idaho, and my mom knows how to work. My mom knows how to cook. She knows how to sew. She knows how to clean. She knows how to do projects with her sons and get them to baseball and stuff like that. And so my mom is a doer, and so it was really easy for me to value that. My wife is a thinker, and because I've spent my life trying to be a thinker, I did not know how to value a woman who was a thinker. And so it took me some time to study the value that she she specifically brought to my life and my marriage that um, I could make meaningful, I could learn how to use. And if anyone knows the history of life-changing services, one of the main elements of our success is when I finally learned how to listen to her business ideas and her strategy with working with systems, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of the success we've had is because I learned how to value. Uh, when I was looking for a woman to marry, it wasn't anywhere on my list to find a woman who's good at business strategy. It wasn't anything close. So valuing a woman's actual contribution compared to what you wanted her to be. You know, well, I wanted her to be someone who's good in the bedroom and was great at parties and got along with my friends, et cetera, et cetera. But now she's showing valuable characteristics I don't even know what to do with. So here's a tool or a technique you can use to increase your ability to value her. In one of your psychologically intimate efforts to interview her, Ask her the question, before you met me, for the five years before we met, what did you try to be good at? What did you try to be good at? Now, if you do it wrong, like I did at first, and she says, I worked hard to be good at being a researcher so I could be good at genealogy. My initial response to that was, who cares about that? Like, so? That was a very blatant lack of showing value. What I didn't realize is I was being on the verge of narcissistic, but it's properly called egocentric. Well, I thought we were talking about what was valuable to me. I didn't know we were talking about what was valuable to you and God. Because I tried going to God and said, she'd spent five years being good at genealogy. Can you believe that waste of time? Like, oh my gosh, what a waste. 
And of course I got trashed by God dragging me to the back of the woodshed and going, punk, this ain't all about you. This ain't all about you. So other, the next question you can ask, when you worked hard to prepare to be a wife, what did you try to be good at? Now put on a seatbelt, guys, because you're going to get a lot of satanic temptations to go, that's what you want to be good at when it became the wife. That's not what a wife should be good at. When she says, I spent zero time learning how to be good in the bedroom. Like, what's the point of being a wife if you're not good at being good in the bedroom? Like, what a waste. So this is where you're going to be introduced to your own value system going, oh, I didn't even take the time to think that was important. So the key to getting this one right is you have to set what you value aside, all right? Because if you're in this meeting, there's a chance that part of your brain's a little distorted on proper values in women. Just maybe there's a chance you're a little twisted in that area. A capstone to this uh, conversation was, if you were God, in what ways would this woman be valuable to you? I really struggled with this one because my natural brain didn't care about those things. My natural brain didn't find a lot of value in those things. And so... As I got more familiar with that contradiction between this woman's father and God made it very clear to me, dude, if you think that she's your wife, you're misunderstanding. That's my daughter. And I worked for years with her to be good at this and this and this. And you don't even have the maturity to care about what I care about with my daughter. So it's a good idea to get good at this concept with women in general. But it's even more important to be good at it with your woman specifically. And you got to set your own value system aside to do this right. Now, once I understood the concept, if any of you have studied, maybe I'm a little weird on this, but I studied the psychology of top athletes and coaches and stuff like that. Phil, 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 the guy who coached uh, the Bulls and the Lakers. Phil Jackson, thank you. One of the things that made it so he could have championship teams while the coach of the Jazz had good teams, but he could never get them to be championship teams, is Phil Jackson knew how to study the value of each individual player and bring that value and nurture that value to its top level. I, when I was uh, studying some of it, what he did with the worm this guy that was a social outcast in most arenas, Dennis Rodman, it's not that hard to figure out what to do with MJ, Michael Jordan. What do you do with a guy like Dennis Rodman and how do you bring his strengths to the surface without being bothered by his weaknesses? That was a miracle that he pulled off in that situation. Think of your wives similarly. Your responsibility as a presider, provider, and protector is to preside, provide, and protect the gifts and talents that she was given by God and work to nurture until they come to fruition, even if they're different from what you thought you were getting in a wife, even if her strengths and characteristics are different from what you thought you were getting. You took on the responsibility of, of calling her your wife, your stewardship for presiding, providing and protecting those gifts and talents of hers is more important than you getting what you wanted. And I will promise you, if you get good at it, you will like your life. You will enjoy it. Because when you use those three words of preside, provide, and protect, it will automatically kick in her nurturing system, and she'll get really good at nurturing you. 
But that's like the fruit on the tree that comes three months later. Don't hope for that for the first three to six months. Just preside, provide, and protect her gifts and talents, and then she the nurturing will come later. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.